You're listening to the Application Insider Podcast. Welcome dietetic students. Here you will find all sorts of tips and guidance to help you navigate the dietetic internship application experience. I am your dietetic internship application guide, sharing insights to bridge the unnecessary gaps in this crucial step in your dietetics career. Together, we can get you all the information you need to create an application that will stand out in all the right ways. Hello, and welcome to episode 54 of the Application Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Vance, the founder, CEO, and dietetic internship application guide here at Application Insider. Before we get into this episode, I have to tell you about Master Your Match. This is my 12-week live course that gives you customized guidance throughout your entire application experience with insights for every section of DICUS and then some, because I cover every application extra that a program could possibly ask for. Now, the course just started on Monday, October 25th, but if you thought you missed your chance to get in on this, I have great news for you. There are still some open spots, and if you join now, you will not have missed a single thing. If you're listening as this episode airs, then the first live Q&A session of Master Your Match is tomorrow on Thursday, October 28th. In fact, you'll get a live Q&A session every single week. That's where you can get the information you really need for your application, your unique application. I know that each student's application truly is a unique representation of who they are as an individual. And when you have questions about how to create an application that does exactly that, shows exactly who you are, I know that you need to have answers and that's what you'll get in Master Your Match. So if you are working on your application and you're getting ready for the spring 2022 match, this course really is created just for you. It's 12 weeks long with each week devoted to a specific part of the application. This schedule helps make sure that things are spaced out so you don't get overwhelmed as you're looking at the entire application at once, but you also know you're not going to miss a section or forget anything by zoning in on one thing at a time. If you follow the Master Your Match schedule, everything will be covered and you don't have to worry about it. Plus, we will finish up the course on January 21st, 2022. That is three weeks before the deadline, which is a really cushy time cushion to be working with. That way, even if you miss a week or two of the course, you'll have plenty of time to get your application finished, which is much better than trying to cram it all into that last week or the final few days before that deadline comes up. You might be asking, how do I know if this course is really right for me? Well, my question to that is, what kind of application experience do you want? Here's one option. You can do your best to figure out the entire application while researching programs and doing all the extra work that might be required to find answers to your questions, all the while hoping you don't forget anything or overlook any important details and doing the guesswork about what directors really want to see. And finally, getting to the point where you hit submit, just crossing your fingers that you've gotten your application right. On the other hand, another option that you'll get with Master Your Match is working directly with a DI director every step of the way. Someone who has experience and expertise to tell you what to expect and what to enter for each application section. That way you'll know you've got a reliable resource right there 
within reach who can give you insight to your own unique situation. You'll get a schedule that you can work on allowing you to check everything off your Dicus list while still having a life at the same time. You have a life outside of Dicus. Throughout the course, you will see an increase in your confidence as your application takes shape because you will know that your application will indeed stand out with the insider insights you were able to use as you worked on the entire thing. It's definitely up to you to decide which of those two application experiences sounds like the one that you want. And if Master Your Match does feel like a good fit, if that second option feels like the kind of experience you want to have, then you can get your spot in the course at the link in the show notes or at applicationinsider.co slash live course. When you sign up now, you will have the advantage of being able to jump right in without having to wait any extra time. The course just started on Monday. You have not missed a single thing. There is definitely a spot for you, and I hope to see you there. And now, on to today's episode. Today, I've got another student interview to share with you, and I'm very excited about it. Also, I'm taking more slots for students to talk about their own application process here on the podcast. If you would like an episode to call your own, there's a form you can fill out at applicationinsider.co slash podcast guest, or there's a link in the show notes. Every student who is going through this process has something to share no matter where they are on their dietetics education pathway. Other students benefit so much from hearing what others have gone through, the insights and perspectives they can share, and just what it's been like for them. Students love to know that they're not alone in this process, and you can prove that with an episode where you share your own application experience. So go ahead and check that out, applicationinsider.co slash podcast guests, and we'll get an episode for you on the calendar because I really would love to chat with you. Today, my guest is Ruby Sultan. Ruby is the first student I've had here on the podcast who is in an ISPE program. ISPE stands for Individual Supervised Practice Pathway, and Ruby found her spot there when she didn't initially receive a match. You'll be able to hear how she landed in this program that has turned out to be a great fit for her, even if she found her way there rather unexpectedly. Ruby also has some great tips to share for anyone who is going through the DICAS application experience, which I hope you'll find useful on your pathway as well. Everything that Ruby and I will talk about can be found in the show notes, so check there to make sure you've got all the resources that are available. And now, let's meet Ruby. All right, welcome everybody to the Application Insider podcast and YouTube channel. I am so excited to have another student interview for you today. I am speaking with Ruby Sultan, and I'm so glad that she was able to join me. Welcome, Ruby. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat and learn a lot from you, too. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, to start things off, why don't you just tell everyone where you are from? Just share a little introduction about yourself, where you're from, and where you are in your dietetics education journey. So I'm from Fresno, California. I graduated my dietetic program in at Fresno State in my undergrad, and I started my Long Beach ISPE program dietetic internship pretty much from Fresno because it was a distance program, but you can complete it anywhere in California. And I'm currently on my last step of my rotations, which is my MNT2 
finding a hospital or a long-term care unit where they have patients with tube feeding and TPN. Okay, awesome. And before we got into the actual interview, Marie was saying that she is just 30 days out from finishing her internship. So she's really at that light at the end of the tunnel, seeing all of it coming to pass, getting into your career. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's literally 30 days and you're like, I need to grind it out. I'm going to hurry, but I'm going to focus, get everything right, study. Yeah, I know you kind of like you hit a new phase, a different wave of energy maybe comes up as you start thinking, all right, we got to finish this up and get ready for the next step. That's great. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> this is like what we've been waiting for after graduating your or getting into your DPD program. You're like, yes, I'm almost there. Then when you're done with that, you're like that went by pretty fast, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and then and mine finished during COVID. So mine, like the last two and a half months, we were pretty much online work from home and that was a different experience. And then all through summer looking for my rotations, which that was another thing. We'll talk about it later. I'm sure. We'll get to that for sure. That's a big part of the type of program that you applied to. Um, all right. Well, you kind of just talked a little bit about my next question as I look at my little list here. So where you are in your education pathway, you're in your ISP program. How did you choose? We're going to back it up a little bit. And I hate that this sounds like a personal statement question, but people like to know, how did you choose dietetics as your career that you want to go into? Well, for me, I would say definitely my first nutrition class. I love doing a three-day food journal. I love tracking my calories. I was like, this is pretty cool, you know? And before that, I was on the track team. So before taking my nutrition class, I was on the track team at Fresno State. And we met with a registered dietitian and she promoted uh, giving us like chocolate milk after lifting sessions and almonds. And I was like, oh, wow, like, what does that do? What's the benefit? You know, I only knew like, food was good for you, food is medicine growing up. Mm -hmm. And then now meeting a dietitian, I'm like, what is a dietitian? Because I never knew like that was a job. Mm -hmm. So let's learn more about this. Yeah. So I switched. So I switched <laughs> from a pre-dental student. I was a bio major for three years and I had to take all my chem, my bio, microbio. And then when I like started getting into the one nutrition class for like GE, I was like, I love this. So I remember switching and that was a big step for me. Yeah. Well, especially three years in, I mean, you've covered a lot of ground by that time and mm -hmm. it, it can be a really big switch to change majors, especially that means going back and maybe increasing the time it will take to finish and get that degree or repeat yeah. classes or whatever. So yeah, pretty much. I started from scratch when I changed my major to become a nutrition major, but it's even crazier because I had toured all the dental schools. I was getting ready to almost apply for dental school, but I was like, something feels right. Like I love nutrition and everything that I learned, like you can even see, I, I used to take food pictures before it was a thing, you know, like I have pictures of all my salads, but they've changed over time. They used to have goldfish as toppings. And now I love teaching people like adding sunflower seeds or pumpkin seeds and like the benefits of those. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So you've really gone through a lot of transitions and yeah. it sounds like though, this is really still feeling like a good fit and you're moving forward. So that's great. You landed in the right spot. It sounds like. Mm -hmm, right. And 
just all the different categories of nutrition that you never thought a dietitian would work in, especially after being in all my rotations, pretty much. Even through the different rotations, there's still so many ventures that a dietitian can work as. Yeah. It's pretty flexible, and I'm a big fan of flexible scheduling. Yes. yes. Well, then you're in the right place because dietetics has so much to offer. Um, like you said, even within all of the like general categories we like to break up the profession into, there are so many like smaller pathways within each of those. So there really can be something for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So you are in an ISPE program, but we're going to go back and talk a little bit about your whole application experience. Um, how did you choose what number and what type of programs to apply to? Or did you just have kind of ISPE programs on your mind? No. So I didn't know about what ISPE programs were. I did meet the Pepperdine ISPE program at the tabling event during Fency. Mm -hmm. That was always a fun day. It's always like on the third day after you made some friends at the conference, maybe met some dietitians, you go to the tabling event and you have all the schools and programs. Well, there was Pepperdine ISPE program and it said second chance application only. And I was like, oh, what does that even mean? I didn't know that Diacast had a second application round. So it was crazy because I met the ISPE program last fancy, two fancies ago, because I like to go almost every year. I've been mm -hmm. going for three years. And um, when I applied, I applied for three schools. I applied in Oregon, but Oregon had like six application locations within the one application. So it was like a good deal. And then I applied to Seattle and I'm from California. So I just wanted some change. I felt like, mm -hmm. um, but it's really like, I feel like I was so blessed that I ended up being in California because I'm like, I love being in California. I love the beach and the sun, <laughs> being all that. But thinking that I was going to get away and go to maybe Oregon or Seattle. And I also applied in another location in Washington. Mm -hmm. And I ended up not getting in on my first round, but figuring out that after that second round, there's like a period in between first round and second round where you start getting emails from all the other internship directors saying hey we have spots to fill are you ready send us this this and this and you'd send in supplementary information mm -hmm. so I think I got an email about from Long Beach and saying that they are starting a program or that they've had this program and I was like oh I should apply it's in California and it fits like the requirements that I liked because the reason why I applied to the Washington ones is that they had a separate rotation for farming and I thought that would be fun and different you know to tend to a farm for eight weeks and like learn about your vegetables that way but this one was in California and they had your own um, rotation your elective rotation as well as your clinical your community like all the basic ones but that's the one that I liked like oh I can do my own which I ended up choosing doing private practice and I did two versions of the private practice I did like a community private practice outpatient. And then I did another one where it's specific for um, gut issues. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. So it sounds like, I mean, even though the official match didn't work out for you, you were like ready, primed, in the right place, in the right time to receive those emails from programs that could take applications right away for that, um, you know, next level. My goal was get in. Like my goal, I just graduated or I'm about <laughs> to graduate. My goal is to get in, let's do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
I would say like it is very competitive. You see the percentage on how many people can get in. And there's probably more than 50 people applying to the one school and there's only 12 spots. Mm -hmm. That's pretty intense, you know, and to be able to still have a second chance, you're like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to make it in. And what I would tell my friends that also applied second round, I'm like, it's your mindset. You can't be sad. You still have another chance. You should be happy too. Like there's other opportunities that are probably better for you. Mm -hmm. Even though you're like, I'm set on this one, you know? Yeah. Then after I did my supplemental essays and uploaded more documents for the other programs, um, I ended up getting an interview and I was so happy. It was a Zoom interview because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I set up my couch. I set up my lighting, <laughs> you know, my outfit ready. And the questions were tough. It was like a panel of questions. Yeah. With, um, like current students, the assistant director and the director. And they asked us MNT questions. They asked us normal questions, like professional questions. What would you do scenarios? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, think about the question. Don't rush it. And process it and say what you feel (laughs) you know you're in the moment you're there pretty much yeah I I agree with you that that mindset portion is really important and that's what can set you up to be ready if the match doesn't work out and to be ready to put together you know those additional materials and go into an opportunity for an interview with kind of that that calmer sense of like I'm just here to represent myself be who I am, answer their questions and provide that information. And it it really is mindset that can help get over what could potentially instead be like a lot of nerves or a lot of anxiety, or I can see some students might feel like there's more pressure going into, you know, after the match, it's like, well, no, I really can't miss the opportunity, but it sounds like you were able to just put kind of all that aside and be like, I'm just going for it. This is what I want. This is what I'm worthy of and have been working for. And that helped you nail it. Yeah. And just like everyone is so scared during die kiss, which I get. And I definitely had fears going into the application. That process was like double checking, making your own list, triple checking. I watched so many YouTube videos. I'm so glad that you have this podcast. You know, I didn't have many podcasts when I was applying, I feel. And just anything I found on Spotify, I was like, oh, let's listen to it. This could help me. But that's, I was like, I listened, I re- used my resources and I even use like Eat Right. Um, what is it called? The program where you match with your, like a mentor, but who's already a oh. dietitian. I use that. Good. So I spoke with one person on the West Coast and one person on the East Coast and they both have different things to offer you and use that. It's right there on Eat Right. So mm-hmm. it was helpful. Yes. Use your resources and search for resources. Some of them are not as obvious, but they are often out there. So yeah, step up your Google. You're not coming across them. (laughs) Yeah. Ask people, ask your clubs on campus or your director. They're there to help you. You know, we all want more dietitians in this field and we're growing every year. And I love when people are applying. If you need a mentee or a mentor, I will be there for you because I, since I reached out to them, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to help them, especially that I applied within the past five years, mm-hmm. rather than the people that were my mentors, you know, it's been like 20 years for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm always there to help someone. And even on a recent, like all access dietetics um, event that I went to, I posted, I'm like, if anyone needs help, 
here's my Insta. Here you go. You know, I'll help you. That's awesome. Yes. Those resources are so needed. So there you have it, everybody. Ruby will be your mentor. <laughs> you might get a flood of requests. <laughs> I'm ready. We'll take it 10 awesome. out of 10. I love it. Um, all right. So thinking back on your application from the get-go, was there any certain section or sections that you just maybe had a little more apprehension about and how did you approach them if you did? Oh, so I would say I wasn't your typical applicant. I had, since I had so many classes that I entered, you have to enter all the classes that you've done. So I even entered all my bio classes, all the pre other major classes that I was in. And I also had a lot of background in my experience. I did so many community events and, you know, reaching out to your program leaders and making sure all those emails are up to date. And then I, in my GPA, it wasn't up to pretty much the application needs, but because of my essay, I feel like having a strong essay really helped. Mm, and again, being positive with everything that I wrote was really important to me because even though it was so hard and like, yeah, you have to set that time aside. You're like, I'm really going to do this. There's a deadline you have to submit by. Mm -hmm. I think just writing it down for me, it's writing it down, having a checklist or just reminding yourself around your house, like what you're doing next for the application or choosing a way, like how you're going to stand out, mm -hmm. you know, in your application. So it's like, who are you and how did you make a change throughout your life using or becoming a dietitian, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the application is all about you. It's meant to be a representation of you. So that's, that's a good way to approach it. Why am I even here? Why, why is this application so important to me? What's the value of it? And keeping that so much time into it that you're not going to just randomly just put something in you know you're mm -hmm. going to take the time to do it and pay attention and also be mindful of what you're writing because they're going to read it in a different perspective so how is it going to be read how's it going, your application going to be approached pretty mm -hmm. much yeah absolutely those are all really good really good perspectives to keep in mind yeah um all right so you, I, you kind of answered my next question, um, just talking about how you approach, and that's great. I mean, it just all flows together. It was how you approach your application. It sounds like you really set time aside and kind of put things on a to-do list or something like that to keep yourself on track. Are there any other techniques that you use or something that just really worked out well for you? I definitely had a buddy that we were both doing our like application with. And during my cohort, my DPD cohort, not everyone was applying. We had a class about like 25 people, mm -hmm. only maybe 10 of us applied for the spring match of 2020. So yes, we were applying, but not everyone was applying to the same program. And I told, we actually had a senior seminar class. And in that class, we talked about, we're all here together. We're not here to be against each other. Mm -hmm. We're here to help each other out. Do you have a question? Did you like understand how to fill out this section? Because when you first look at diecast, you're like, wait, what? Is there this, this? Or later when you're on it and you're actually been on it for 20 hours, you're like, oh, there's actually another tab right here I need to fill out. You know, mm -hmm. I use the diecast hotline almost every time I got on. I was like, Is this section done if I did this, this, and that? Or I'd be like, how do I upload like uploading your uh, personal statements per mm -hmm. school and making sure that you title them? 
how you want to be uploaded for the school because they're going to see that. Uh Or also having your um, references being sent in and making sure like your references specifically talked about the one school that you're applying to, you know, just make it more personalized. Yeah, I know there there are many, many elements to keep track of. Right? Sounds like you kept Dicus on their toes, made sure they knew what information students needed. You gave them the test. (laughs) Exactly. Ask for help pretty much on your application and more resources. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, All right, so if you had to go back through the application experience again, I don't know anyone who actually wants to, but if you had to, would you do anything differently or is there um, advice that you would give yourself? Hmm. I would say I'm happy the way that things turned out now, Uh but if I did, I mean, my experience has really helped me in becoming who I am as a dietitian and what I want to learn more about too because I've seen so much, especially in Fresno, like I've helped the community um, in outreach and teaching them nutrition education, even like parents of caretakers uh, or caretakers of children in elementary schools, Mm -hmm. like teaching them just like the basics on, like you can eat healthy and on a budget, right? So when I was applying, I was kind of nervous about my GPA because it was lower but I was also like, I can still get in. Like I have a lot to offer and I know that I want to be a dietitian and just like the confidence in yourself to apply is important because they are looking at your GPA. They are looking at your experience, right? They want a well-rounded student, but how are you going to tie all those in together to show them that you're ready to be an intern, right? Like that's why in your essay, it's important to experience or highlight the how, or like, not just what you did, because that's already listed on your resume. We want to say like, how did you make a change? Or how did you feel when you were doing this and this, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like the GPA was me trying the best that I can at the time, back then, because obviously we change, we're not the same person every day, we're trying to be better. But we can't really go back in time. (laughs) But we can always do better moving forward. And moving forward, we always want to be re- like prepared and professional. I feel like I should think of a three Ps. <laughs> Every time I hear a podcast or a motivational story, they always have an acronym that they follow, you know, professional, yeah. prepared, and I don't know. What can you think of? <laughs> um, let's see. Professional, prepared. Oh, God. Sorry. It comes to mind, but that's just personal statement. But I mean, personal your personality and who you yeah, are. Personality for are. sure. Oh, yeah. My oh, actually pretty funny. I was trying to make my personal statement funny because I'm like, I'm funny. I want them to know like I'm funny, like I'm serious and I can get a lot done. But I'm also funny, like, <laughs> you know, so I was trying to show personality in my statement for sure. Perfect. Well, if that works. So what was it? Prepared, professional, and personality? Yes, I love that. I feel like that's a good, I feel like we just good. a really good tagline. <laughs> okay, I'm writing that down. We'll see that soon. <laughs> oh my. Story. I mean, I think it definitely applies to so many phases in life. Your application, your internship, going into your career, all of those elements are important moving forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're, they're always changing, mm-hmm. you know, like your style, 
or like how you how you come about a conversation or like approaching anything like it's again with the mindset but as you're growing and living through experiences you're learning how to adapt to where you're at Mm -hmm. yes definitely those are I mean it's all just growth and moving forward like even if it's a tiny step in one direction just moving forward and making sure you're heading toward what you want and what is important to you yeah. And tiny steps is very important, especially for me, because I can't just like move like, da, 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 da. I'm always just like, okay, we're going to take it one day at a time. Uh-huh. What are the top three things I need to do? Let's handle that moving forward. You know, the slow, it's the slow and steady pace. It's the way to get something done, make the progress, but not become so overwhelmed or burnt out or just stressed by the project at hand. Yeah, because I feel like if you stress about it, then we might delay it, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure we've all done that before. But if you can just pick out one piece or maybe look at the big picture and say, where can I start? Mm -hmm. What what can I do next to move forward? Which is something like I have it on my desk. Like, what's the most important to accomplish today? Mm, Perfect. Because now when your desk is clean and you want to sit at it, you read it, you're like, oh let's get to work, you know, what's happening now. No, those are all really good approaches. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, since you are in your internship, almost done with your internship, in fact, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about that and what you've done so far. So when you became an intern and you got started in your program, what is something that surprised you the most? Oh, so because I'm in an SB program, I have to find my own rotations pretty much and before you apply one of the pre-application process was to submit like a rough draft of where you're going to go Mm. so for me I was like you know what this is really good that I got into this 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 um, allows me to have flexibility I get to choose my own rotations on what I want to learn more about or where I want to maybe be a dietitian working you know So like compared to other ones where it's like, it's already made for you. Like these are their set rotations and the cohort before you did the same thing, you know? So Mm -hmm. then you would have those experiences. Whereas mine, I was like, okay, going into it, I had to do that first. Then at orientation, it was like a week long and we learned so much and I took so many notes and they were also helpful because even during your rotations, you're like, wait, what did we talk about? And you flip Mm -hmm. back to that. So definitely like, even when you maybe don't remember like what happened in person, like when you think back about it, but when you look at your notes, it can take you back to the time that you were in your orientation mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's right. They said that, you know? Yeah. 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 So I feel like <laughs> that pretty much remembering what you need to do and that there's so much to remember throughout your whole orientation that it's really important to read your manual throughout Mm -hmm. or before every rotation that you begin. I think that's what's surprising. Yeah, it kind of goes back to just knowing what resources are available for this new education experience. And it could be a manual that the program provides. It could be the notes that you took. It could be, um, you know, calling up your director or whoever your kind of like go-to person is there. And remembering that they're there to be part of this experience and help you through it. All of those things. Yes, and my director is so motivational And he's always like, what do you need? We're here. What do you need? You can email them. You can text them. It's very more 
this is when you feel like, wow, I just graduated college and I'm pretty much an adult. I'm on my own here. Mm -hmm. So you have everything that you need to do in the manual. You got to get it done. And if you need to ask questions for help, do it. Mm -hmm. But we're here to help you follow through and become the dietitian. That's their goal to help you become the dietitian. But this is all on you. Mm -hmm. It's good that you've got that support to, like you said, take ownership of the task. It's on, it's on you to get it done, but there are people there who can help you do that. And that's like literally why they are there and why they want to be there is to help you get to your goal. Right. And I don't think that it's scary because you can prepare a little bit before each rotation that you begin. I've watched so many videos that are like, internships are hard and scary, but (laughs) not unless you're prepared professional and show your personality. <laughs> there you go. It's perfect. There it is. <laughs> so much less scary. Right? Yeah. So at each rotation, like you can ask them before you start, Hey, what do I need to do before I begin? Is there something I should review? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have an assignment for you before you start, or maybe on day one, they already have things prepared. They've had the people that you're precepting with have had previous interns. Mm-hmm. So they either created something on their own they either have something from other programs that they'd like to share with you. It's all really good and definitely ask questions and also research anything on your own that you probably don't know about. And then if you need more, you can ask them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all there. Um, okay, just because I know people are going to be wondering if they have to do this task for their application experience. Uh-huh. Can we talk about what it took to find preceptors? Now, since you did the ISPE program after the match actually happened, it wasn't something you did initially with your application, right? It's something you did after you got into this program. So tell us, tell us what that was all like. Oh, wait, no, I, so before I applied, I had to submit that, like saying that I'm interested in your program, I had to submit like a rough draft of where I'm going to go for every rotation. Okay, so you're You're like, oh no, I have seven days. I need to find people. Boom. Do you know what I did? I messaged RDs on LinkedIn. I posted on LinkedIn. I found dietitians on Instagram and I messaged them. (laughs) I pretty much reached out locally first. Since it was COVID, I was like, what's going to happen? I was going to move to Long Beach, Los Angeles area in August, but I didn't have a rotation out there. Plus I didn't know about housing, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's just start home base first. And I had contacts. So connections while you're an undergrad with dietitians is key because when you're applying for dietists, you don't know. We don't know. We're just like, we're applying because we want to become a dietitian, uh-huh. right? <laughs> but knowing dietitians all over California or wherever you are, in your area is super important because those are the first people I reached out to. Hi, it's Ruby. I finally am applying for my internship process. You know, it's been a long time coming, but now I'm ready for you. Do you have a, a available space for me to intern? And you can call them, you can email them, but just making that connection again, like just staying in contact throughout the years until you're applying for your internships, I think is very important mm-hmm. because there's been directors of other programs that knew other people that can get you in, you know, connections. Yes. Yes. It's so important to remember that your immediate connection might not be the connection. Like it might not be where you end up, but that connection right. is connected to other connections and it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> so it's That's, so in a book. That's in a very popular book. I can't remember what it's called, but they talk about your five 
know a, another good five or like mm -hmm. a networking opportunity. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. So, so you found all your preceptors in a week. I found a rough, like three out of seven rotations. A good amount. Okay. That's still mm -hmm. a week. That's still a lot to find. Right. You have to submit it and then they have to like approve it. Cause you submit all details. You have to know like your, the dietitian, their email, like that's a lot to get very personal, mm -hmm. very quick. Right. <laughs> like, Hey, can we, can we book it six months in advance? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it can still, be I was still an undergrad and I was waiting to graduate and then start in August. Mm -hmm. That's when all the programs were starting, either August or September. Uh -huh. It was COVID. It was the middle of COVID. And I was, I remember like, even when I traveled, I brought my, I have a little booklet, a little composition book. I have like 20 pages filled, the hospital name, the city, the phone number, who I spoke with. I like to handwrite things, mm -hmm. do what works for you. I know a lot of people like online, but I love handwriting. And then I had different highlighters, yellow. I called them. They said, no, pink. They said, they'll call me back green. Um, they sent the message to the director. Like, yeah. And I just wrote down people's names and it was a process. And I still, now I'm looking for my last rotation. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I called 12 hospitals in California either booked until 2022 or not accepting more interns. Mm -hmm. And the big thing last summer was that COVID, they're like, we don't know what's happening. Right. You can't have outside people, you know? Now I feel like it's a little bit less strict, but because of the new waves coming, some hospitals are like limiting the amount. They usually have maybe five or six. Now they're only having two to three. Mm -hmm. So that's my like problem that I'm facing right now. And I've even had my director's assistants help me look to, um, I'm thinking to see the ones that people in my cohort visited. So I'm going to have to probably move, but finding an Airbnb is not a big problem because every rotation that you do, you know, you can always get a job through it when you're done. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's why I want, I kind of want my last rotation to be somewhere in a city that I'm ready to move to. I'm ready. I'm ready to go anywhere. I also want to do travel dietetics. Yeah. And help out in other areas, you know, awesome. but like to kickstart off my professional, like dietitian career, I want to do it maybe right after my last internship, you know? Good. That's awesome. So in your program, I mean, you obviously didn't have every single rotation set up before since you're still outlining the last one. Um, but yeah, that approach to it is so important that you're thinking this rotation could be where I end up working or somewhere in this area is where I could find my, you know, first job or my next connection to the job. And that open-mindedness, I'm just going to say this for everyone watching slash listening, that open-mindedness and that like anticipation of flexibility goes so far. Right. And it doesn't mean that that's the same thing for every person, but as you introduce more levels of flexibility into your experience and your expectation, it will open up so many things. <laughs> yeah, like I did a rotation in dialysis and that was so fun. I remember reading about it in my last semester and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, we're putting this into real life situations. Yeah. This is so cool for me. I loved it. I love hands-on. So finally being able to be in person since the first half of my um, internship was in online. Mm -hmm. I was doing my assignments from home pretty much or tasks that the location needed via email, via FaceTime, via Zoom. Mm -hmm. 
So my second half was all in person and that was way more fun for me. I love talking with people. I love being in the presence of others and, you know, actually getting to talk with the patients was fun. Mm -hmm. And knowing another language is really great, especially in your internship. I speak Arabic and Spanish. Arabic is my first language. I didn't have too many, but when I worked at WIC, I had a lot of Arabic speaking. So I got to do my interviews in Arabic. And then when I was doing the DaVita location for dialysis patients, um, I knew Spanish. So I did assessments in Spanish. Awesome. Yeah, that can go really far, especially in those community outreach type organizations where that can come up a lot. It just seems to come up there more so than in other settings. So that's awesome. You could bring that to the table. And that will also be like a major boost to your career moving forward that you've got those, that skill set. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. Cool. Very cool. Um, okay. Well, for every episode of the podcast, when I chat with someone, I like to share some action item or piece of advice. So anything you would give to other students that they can take today to use on their application getting ready, you know, going to the next step in their education, or even just getting ready for their career overall. Is there anything you would like to share along those lines? Yes, I feel like we definitely talked about it. Two things, being prepared and having an open mind, because you might have the idea that you're going here, or you're going to be doing this, but when you get there, things change. And I always say, things are moving forward, things are moving fast, and things will change. You know, nothing's really stagnant. Mm -hmm. So being open-minded to the change and just prepared to the best that you know that you're going to be ready, that's the best that you can do. Mm -hmm. And with those together, you can create like a positive mindset for anything that you can, that comes your way. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for just giving us more information about your application experience. I know it will be really helpful for anyone who is watching or listening. Um, Final things, where can people find you on social media if they want to, as we have advised, connect with you and start adding you to their network? Well, they can add me on Instagram at rubiesfitfam, R-U-B-Y-S-F-I-T-F-A-M because I always teach, also teach fitness classes and talk about my plant-based recipes on there. And then also on LinkedIn, since we talked about that, it's Ruby Sultan, that's my name. And I'm at CSU Long Beach ISV program, RD to B. So close, you're on your way there, that's awesome. All right, thank you so much, Ruby. I so appreciate you joining me here on Application Insider. Thanks for sharing everything with our listeners. Thank you, bye. A huge thank you to Ruby for sharing her application experience and what her ISPE program has been like so far. I know many students are often wondering about that ISPE option, and I want you to know it can be a great fit for so many people. I hope that hearing how well it's worked out for Ruby and what her experience has been like might open it up to your consideration if it's something that you're interested in and might be a good fit for you as well. The links to any of the resources that Ruby and I talked about, or if you want to connect with Ruby online, are in the show notes, so follow those links there. You can also find a link to the video of our chat if you'd like to watch it. Also, remember to check out Master Your Match through the link in the show notes. Your application process does not have to be confusing or overwhelming, and you do not have to navigate this process by yourself. 
This course, Master Your Match, is the only one of its kind created specifically for dietetic students who are going through that application process. So grab your spot while you still can and take this opportunity to work with someone who has been on the other side of Dicus and D&D Digital so you can avoid any pitfalls and have overall a smoother and more positive application process yourself. And with this insider insight, your application is sure to stand out. Thank you for listening. If you want customized guidance on your dietetic internship application, schedule a free 20-minute brainstorm call at applicationinsider.co slash brainstorm call or follow the link in the show notes. More details about this episode, including useful links and a detailed summary, are at applicationinsider.co slash podcast. You can find more application tips and guidance at applicationinsider.co or by following along on Instagram at Application Insider. Please rate and review the Application Insider podcast to help other dietetic students find it. Be sure to subscribe to catch every episode.